Hello and welcome to Post Viral. Time to heal with Lindsay and Stu from Mexico. Just a quick reminder that we are not medical professionals and this is not personalized healthcare. Please see your healthcare provider for personalized advice. Enjoy the show. Hello. 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 Hi, everyone. Hi. We're together. We're in Mexico. We're in Mexico in the same room. Sat next to each other. Would you believe? I saw two iguanas today. (laughs) (laughs) Living the dream. (laughs) Yay. What a start to 2022. Yeah, we've been planning this for a while. We didn't want to say anything because COVID and everything in the world. It's all been very tenuous. Yeah, didn't want to jinx it. But now we're here. Yeah, we are so privileged to be here. And um, yeah, really excited for what it's going to do for our health, our healing while we're here. Hopeful, knock on wood, knock on wood. Exactly. And then, yeah, very lucky. Very lucky to be here. Yeah, it's taken a lot of little steps little goals to add up to all the little things you have to do to prepare especially when you have energy issues yeah yeah (laughs) it's really feels good to to be here we've had we've had a good year but a hard year yeah yeah exactly i think both of us in our own ways yeah you look at where we were a year back compared to oh my gosh yeah such a difference and then fingers crossed who knows where we'll be at the end of 2022 uh yeah we'll talk about our goals later yeah gonna be talking all about goals and how routine can feed that today but before we jump into that we had a question a listener question yeah it's really love to hear from you listening and the kind of the interaction we get with the instagram and jen from austria had a good question about so i'll ask it for you Lindsay, because you had some good thoughts about it Okay. It was, how do you deal with jealousy or feelings of inadequacy, specifically towards healthy people who don't have post-exertional malaise, insomnia, or have to deal with pacing? This was after the, um, the pacing episode, Tortoise, last time. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really good question because all of us have friends and other people and, you know, because we have to pace, there's things we have to miss out on. Mm. And jealousy, I think, is such a natural human reaction. Yeah. What I said to her, and I think it would be helpful for anyone, is that this was a really big problem for me. That's a big reason why I isolated myself on that island, is because I didn't want to have to deal with my friends doing all these fun things all the time. Oh. But... I feel like through doing a lot of self-development work, I know it's all really cheesy and stuff, but reading a lot, learning more about myself, developing my self-confidence, but also more importantly, my sense of self-worth and like feeling like I'm valuable, not for what I do, but for who I am as a person Mm. and that I can bring myself joy through doing all kinds of things. Yeah, it, it just helps, I think, a little bit. What yeah. do you think? No, as you were speaking there, it reminded me of the acceptance onion. Yeah, <laughs> onion. Because I do think that's relevant here. And I was thinking, for me, I sometimes get a lot of jealousy and... Ugh. <laughs> when for my able-bodied friends are maybe like, oh, I have to go to the gym now. And I'm like, yeah, what so I natural. would give to go to the gym. Like, oh. But I think... Partly it's feeling your feelings, so that part of the acceptance onion, Mm -hmm. actually journaling or actually working through that. 
But then partly as well, I have to remind myself, everybody is entitled to their experience. I don't have the monopoly on misery or, you know, on whatever. Everyone's dealing with their own things. So it's kind of a balance between the two. Giving myself that feeling of jealousy and being like, this is real. Like, why am I feeling this? Getting it all out. But then also trying to balance it with other people are going through things as well. I'm not sure if that massively answers the question yeah (laughs) i think it does because it's like really feeling happy for them that they're having fun yeah so you're like i'm really happy for my friends that they like my friends coming up are going on a snowshoeing trip and stuff and it's like i'm really happy for them that they Mm -hmm. get to do that because they've had really hard years also in their own ways but again you gotta really acknowledge your own like this is rough what we're going through and it sucks and you're allowed to have a little bit of a mope and and feel sorry for yourself a little bit before you pick yourself back up and find something creative and self-fulfilling nice hopefully that was kind of helpful jen yeah if anybody else has a question i mean obviously as we say at the start of every episode we are not medical doctors so do not ask us medical advice but if it's something based on the episodes we've done so far or based on our experience in general having been sick yeah you can message us on instagram or email us at postviralpodcast at gmail.com yeah it's good to hear how things are landing in like a different perspective on what we're talking about because you know we're all learning this stuff as well Obviously, it's, we've just had the new year. Yeah, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> I hope everybody had a great new year as much <laughs> as you can. Yeah, yeah. Went to bed early. Maybe you said up till midnight, who knows? Yeah, whatever <laughs> we worked for you. But perhaps you've got some new goals. I know Lindsay and I, we've got some new yeah. goals for the year. Yeah. And so today, I think we wanted to talk a little bit about how you might go about achieving your goals and yeah. how routine and building out routine can support the goals that you have. Yeah, this really helped going through the CFS health program. They helped us set up goals and routine as well in a, in a manageable way. So we're hoping to relay that information to you guys. Yeah, I think there's a almost like an apathy around New Year's resolutions and goals. Either it feels quite overwhelming. Or a pressure, yeah. Yeah, the pressure of it. Yeah. Or you like get very excited, as I've done before, and then you fail quickly. I think particularly when it's a health-related one, mm-hmm. you might feel like you failed or fallen at the first hurdle, and then it can feel quite disheartening, or you're not seeing the progress that you want to as quickly as you might. Yeah, I've always just been too stressed out by it to even like <laughs> think about setting goals. Yeah, so hopefully some of what we talk about today will be a new perspective or a, a few tips might be helpful for building up some of those goals yeah. and changing routine. So yeah, what we are going to be talking about today, it's based on, I think I've talked about James Clear and Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. uh, his great book a little bit before, and he has quite a cool view of basically traditional goals and why they don't necessarily work is that they're based around what I want to achieve, so what I'm aiming towards. Whereas he has the idea that actually the way you make goals stick and work is from changing your habits, which are based in your identity. So rather than being goal-based, it's actually identity-based, who you want to be. And that actually leads to kind of greater success and being able to change your life and implement your goals a little bit better. 
And we've created like a egg timer. A graphic for it. Yeah, I love graphics, as you may know from <laughs> my <your> onion. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking about this as um, like an egg timer. You know how the sand is in the top part and then it trickles through strains, maybe. like a strains, strainer, yeah. it strains through and then builds at the bottom back up. So the top little bit would be vision. So that's really, first you're thinking about what your vision is overall. Who do you want to be? What's the yeah. identity you're working towards? Yeah. So that's the top little bit. And I think that's and really important because goals are great, but you have to think, why am I doing this? The vision is like, well, who do I want to be? Where do I want my life to go? And that's mm -hmm. the motivation to then drive those goals underneath. So yeah. I think that's a really key one to, to start with. Yeah, and I think we all do that a bit, but I think it gets lost somewhere because mm. you got the vision and then the next layer, the middle layer is goals, which you would set up your goals for the year, for example, like we're going to talk about. Yeah. And then the bottom layer is habits or routine. The habits kind of become your routine, don't they, day to day? Right, yeah. right. And I think what we typically do is we start with trying to change our routine, adding supplements or something, but without that vision in mind and without your overall goals to support that you quickly stop doing what you wanted to do like yeah. for me i couldn't last on a supplement for more than two weeks for the longest time because it was just like on to the next on to the next my mind was so scattered yeah um so i think building that framework and the reason i'm framing it as an egg timer is because if you think of the sand going through you got to start with the vision through the goals and then at the bottom it hits the routine and then it builds the routine the sand builds at the bottom through the routine and back up as it hits your goals and in the end it's full and it hits your vision as well does that make sense i'll make some kind of visual or we'll try to make it like an animation or something to put on but hopefully yeah. that kind of made sense <laughs> that's what i see it as and i think so if we like bring this to life with an example because yeah i think when you take an example through it might help bring this to life a little bit so yeah. do you want to do your healthy person example yeah or? for sure so I never thought I could be a person who ate healthily. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> if you knew me growing up or even in my 20s, when I heard about people being paleo or keto or something, like it was so laughable to me that I could do something like that. Like yeah. I would just be like, I'm a sugar addict. I cemented this identity in my mind. Yeah. And really, so what we're saying is you're changing your identity. Your first step is to be like, I am a person who eats healthy. Yeah. I am a person who has a healthy diet. Yeah. That's the overall vision that yeah. you're working to become. Mm -hmm. I'm and someone that takes care of myself, who loves yeah. eating well, who can say no. Yeah. <laughs> and have good boundaries. Yeah. yeah. So you put those kind of sayings in there as your overall vision. So the next steps feel a little bit like, okay, I know what I'm working to or why I'm saying no to this yummy yummy chocolate <laughs> whatever <laughs> chocolate's not that bad but you know what i mean <laughs> we're not like saying that you have to say no to all junk food yeah, and stuff yeah. there's a time and a place for everything but hmm. so then the next step is to form your goals yeah right so your goals would be things like it might be like <laughs> try and only go to the bathroom a certain number of times if you have a gut related issue it could mm. be 
I don't know, just eat three well-rounded, healthy meals a day. That's a good goal, um, yeah. Only have treats on the weekend or something. Yeah, it's kind of, you that's know, a good idea. Like, have a cheat day. Sometimes people have cheat days. Yeah. <laughs> and then your habits, your routine is then, well, how do I put this into practice? So it's things like... I'm going to create that food plan so I'm going to have that list up in my kitchen Mm -hmm. I'm going to only buy certain foods in I'm not going to and maybe I'm only going to shop online because whenever I go into a supermarket I (laughs) gravitate towards the sweets aisle or whatever definitely the only (laughs) buying like I can't have junk food in my house or it's gone (laughs) it's gone and like if a goal for example was the start of this year because I had such bad candida your goal was like to follow a candida diet for three months which is what mine was because I really had tried everything and this was a very strict diet but yeah if that's your goal little things you do are in terms of buying the specific things on the diet find something yummy within it that feels like yeah a treat a treat within that diet I don't know what what else could be a habit for that So I think another part with habits of how you kind of cement your identity, so cement the vision, is celebrating those little wins. So Mm -hmm. when you get to the end of the first day and you haven't, if you've told yourself you're only going to eat certain foods and you've done that, it's a big, woo, I've done that and maybe I can have that little treat which is slightly better for me than something else. That's true. I would really have, yeah, at the end of the day, I would have my treats, little treats, Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good way to say it. And then measuring that, so measurables we'll talk about a little bit too, kind of tracking that. So if it was a toilet diary. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who had that. Yeah, definitely not me. <laughs> <laughs> then it's keeping track of that and the progress you're making and again, celebrating the wins. And then that, yeah, cements that identity of, well, I actually am a healthy person. I am someone that takes care of what food I put into my body, loves eating well. And as you say, the kind of I mean, I suppose it's a bit of a cycle as well, or the egg timer image. That becomes, you know, more who you are over time. So um, Yeah, all these things really helped me to build trust with my body, trust myself that I mm. could do things like this. With the candida diet, once, like, it's such a noticeable change of my tongue, because my tongue was, like, white for right. so long. And once it was clear... And I followed that diet for three months. Oh, the like satisfaction of empoweringness, the empowering feeling. Yeah. And I really was like, I can do these kinds of things. Yeah, nice. So yeah, I that's think massive, that isn't it? Building, the... yeah, trust with your body that you can do this. Yeah. Yeah, measuring success, like you said, it gives you and it gives purpose routine. to your life as well. Like, yeah. I mean, if you don't have any sort of direction or vision of where you're going I think that's why the vision is so important in general because it gives you that purpose in your day-to-day life which sadly when you have chronic fatigue and if you're not maybe your day isn't filled with as many activities as you might once have had or like to have Mm -hmm. then you can feel a bit like well what's the point whereas when you have these goals and that vision it gives you that sense of purpose and the routine too because Mm. like on a day-to-day basis you can say I'm trying to heal myself but without a routine yeah, of like? healing activities yeah. i used to like lay on the deck all day and yeah without the routine my life felt like it had no purpose for sure yeah so we will unpack those the vision goals and habits a bit more but um Let's dive into our animal kingdom oh, while we're here. Such an exciting animal. 
So which animal do we have to talk about vision, goals and habits and routine today, Lindsay? We are talking about the beaver! Yay! <laughs> I'm actually really excited about this animal. I love beavers. <laughs> They're so cool. I can't wait to post some beaver videos on our Instagram. <laughs> I chose the beaver for this because I saw a video actually on Instagram, of course. People who rescued beavers and have them in their house, like as babies or growing up, they're orphans or something like that. Beavers still have that innate urge, evolutionary, you know, urge to follow the same routine. So even though they're inside a house, there's some really funny videos of beavers taking the stools and building a den, like in oh, the yeah, corner. I've seen those. Like, yeah, they're great. <laughs> yeah, and like they'll take all the pillows and they'll stack them up. And then this lady was saying, like, every day she puts everything back, and the next day he does the same thing <laughs> to start building his den again out of her entire house. <laughs> so that's what made me be like, yeah, beavers really have routine down. Yeah, that's true. But one fact before I get into their abilities to use routine and stuff that also is kind of similar to us that I thought was really cool is that beavers are one of the only animals that modify their environments in a way that affects other animals. They are creating these dams and stuff which create ponds, which creates new environments for certain kinds of fish and certain oh, wow. kind of birds and yeah, other yeah. things. So when you have a beaver family living in an area, it completely changes the dynamics of what's happening in that area oh, cool. environmentally between the other species. So I, I just thought that was really cool because like us, helping ourselves in the end will actually help other people (laughs) because like we yes you're working on yourself and i i know i definitely have felt that feeling of feeling selfish Mm. for it but actually the more work you do on yourself the more you'll be able to help others in the long run that's great so that's kind of beaver like right we're all beavers we're all (laughs) beavers so cool so beavers create two things there's dens which is where they live Mm -hmm. and then there's dams which stops the river right okay they create the dams so that they have created kind of a pond area where it's a nice environment where they can hunt and fish and stuff and build their dens or lodges along the edges. So it's less invasive or aggressive, the water, so it's yeah. a bit calmer. Oh, yeah, so they can have yeah, a nice little area that. to hunt, and, okay. and it's safer for them too. Not only that, but they're also collecting sticks and branches and stuff, and they put it all underwater as like, it's kind of like a fridge or a freezer okay. to keep it all like preserved and all the nutrients in it during the winter. Oh, yeah. So they have a whole stash there. Wow. They have a, a hole, a ventilation hole at the top. These lodges are so complex. They have a whole ventilation hole at the top. Apparently if you find a lodge and in the winter time, you can see their um, air like coming uh, out yeah the like... steam or like from their breathing yeah nice. oh my god i'd love to see that <laughs> how beautiful is that from the family that lives there oh. and when they build it they they build two different tunnels down and out so it's safe so if a predator came in one they could oh, escape the other one yeah there's usually at least two rooms in there like there's actually dividers oh. 
and there's different rooms because it's like a whole family like they're so incredible and you just have to imagine how much planning this yeah. takes right this is not let's throw a bunch of sticks together mm -hmm. and we're gonna live there so they can be like 12 feet high anyway i could go on and on about how incredible what they're actually doing is but the point is if using the structure we've talked about beavers clearly have a vision of i'm a beaver with a cozy home <laughs> and an environment that works well for me mm. and my family so they start with that vision right yeah and then they would have their goals first i'm gonna build a dam yeah then i'm gonna build the lodge mm. and got then i'm gonna have my stack of sticks for the winter lots mm. of little goals right mm. and then their habit might be chew down two trees a day it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, not that i know any beavers but i i just yeah. assume that it's something like structured which brings them to their incredible goal yeah like in the morning i wake up and the first thing i do is chew down a tree or whatever but it's a habit that they have and it's kind of ingrained into them it makes yeah sense. yeah so it's a point where like they don't even have to think about it anymore this yeah. is just what they do so yeah that's, that's kind of yeah. my beaver thing i just think they perfectly fit this subject yeah i think so So if we go back to the vision then, should we start yeah. there? Mm -hmm. So I, I guess, I mean, this in a way is quite a straightforward one. It's kind of asking what is important to you. That's where you begin. Yeah. So you might have already started to think... who do you want to be? Yeah, who do you want to be? Mm -hmm. You might have started to think about what are some of those goals that I have for the year. But actually it's about asking who do I want to be? What do I want for my life? What is important to me? Yeah. There are kind of different categories of values that could be helpful when you're thinking about who I want to be and how some of those goals might feed up into that. Mm -hmm. So these are health being the obvious one, <laughs> play, purpose, money, relationships, and work. So there's six of those. And it's not supposed to be a pressure thing where, Lindsay, what's your money goal? What's your play vision? You know? Right, right. But what it might be helpful with is, I guess just to reflect on where you're at in your life with these different things and maybe purposely you're a little bit lower on like money at the moment because yeah. you're really prioritizing your health or you might not be even thinking about work because again you're prioritizing your health but I, I've definitely found it helpful before even just to like evaluate what areas I am neglecting or purposely or kind of unintentionally to realize oh really yeah I don't really know what I want relationships wise in my life right now mm. or play wise in my life right now so it's quite nice just to kind of reflect on that and then think about okay this is kind of who I want to be how do I start to move from where I am now to where I'm going in the future yeah it feels nice to have goals in those categories for mm. sure but also not have the pressure, you don't have to tackle all these categories this year, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I haven't even touched half of them, so. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to share some of your like, vision for your life this year? We could do yeah. a bit back and forth. Yeah, you know, I, I think I talked about it before, obviously I love animals. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> obvious that I was kind of following the wrong path before in terms of doing my master's in public health, I still found a way to make it my own, but hmm. I think finding a way to work with animals is huge for me. So following my passion nice. and working with animals. And I really did actually incorporate that into my habits and goals over the past year. I realized like hey. by pet sitting, 
I did a lot of pet sitting this year. Also with my walking up my steps, it was like a goal of mine to walk to the dog park, to be able to get to the dog park. I definitely built confidence in myself enough to just ask every dog owner if I could pet their dog, (laughs) like get rid of that self self-conscious about doing that because I love dogs so much and they bring so much joy to my life. Mm. So I think all those things like learning more about animals, even through all this will Mm. contribute to my vision of being a person who works with animals. That's cool. In the future. And definitely it sounds like when you go and sit outside in Canada, your neighbor's dog Flash is there. Oh it's like gosh. a habit. To... <laughs> He's my best friend. <laughs> to try, to try and sidle up to him. Yeah, even on my really bad days. I try at least to get outside once because he's, he's almost always in the backyard to, to pet him through the fence and uh, he loves me too. So <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> we have a mutual um, love. So yeah, how about you? Yeah, I was thinking back on the last year and the year ahead. Definitely. So one's around Spanish. So part of being here in Mexico is to practice my Spanish and yeah. what I've been focusing on. I, ultimately, I'd love to live abroad and potentially in Spain or a Spanish speaking country. Yeah, you've country. said that before. So that's kind of a big vision for my life. And then I can see how my goals and my habits, uh, doing Duolingo every day, that's kind of filtered up mm-hmm. into that. But then, yeah, I think I was thinking as well with kind of poetry and creative writing. Mm. That's again, one where I'd love to be someone that does actively express myself creatively and so I mean with this podcast this has been such a good Mm -hmm. having a goal but then also the habit of almost having to write and having like small time-based projects within that to write because I have I've self-published a book of poems before but I'd love to do another one and I have a vague novel idea as well trying to take that overarching vision down into smaller goals and and habits um yeah, that's something. And I guess we both have health-based ones too. Of um, course, yeah. Around steps and diet and, and lots Vision of Vision of being too. a healthy person. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And actually, I was thinking about that. A big one for me, I think, is actually being an independent person. Mm. So I'm not really working right now. Right. I am living with my parents, which a huge amount to be grateful for there. But I would love to have that independence, which health almost enables. Financial independence, especially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's trickle through the egg timer. Yeah. (laughs) Stage two. Two goals. (laughs) Goals. This was huge for me. I'd never thought of doing this. Gemma Hanley, who's the life coach through the CFS health program. She suggested that we divide our goals into three month chunks. Yeah. So it really takes a little bit of the pressure off when you have such an overwhelming issue, like a chronic health issue like ours. There's so many little factors within it for me, like Mm. my gut, my, my brain, my eyes. So many aspects you could work on, but it can be so overwhelming and you're trying to do them all at once, Mm. but instead try to tackle one or a few within each three month quarter of the year. You separated a piece of paper into four equal squares. So like the top corner being January to March, the next one being April to June. In each of the boxes, put a few goals Mm. and some of them can lead through into the next months 
or some of them can be three-month goals. Like yeah, yeah. my first three months, I worked on my gut health, did the candida diet, mm. and it made a huge difference. And just having that separated as this three months, this is what I'm focusing on, it really made it easier for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I did tend to do the kind of consequential through. So steps-wise, it was like, 3,000 steps then and a 5,000 step and I quite like the continuity because let's be honest life happens and we've talked before progress and healing isn't linear so you're not going to hit all of your goals which is absolutely fine but I quite liked that similarly to how it's three months so you've got a lot of flex within that time period equally if it kind of pushed into the next quarter that's completely fine too. Yeah, and if that's a bit overwhelming to set goals like this, I was talking to another friend about, she said actually that she doesn't set goals, but areas to focus on is what she calls it. And that's really what I did because I wouldn't say that their result, my my gut isn't 100% for sure, but it's really that those three months was like, this is what I'm focusing on for those three months. And the things I put into each four of the four segments quarters Mm. i did pretty much achieve like my first one was work work on your gut health do the candida diet i can't believe the difference that made for my health i think it's also probably helped the SIBO i have have or had SIBO as well Mm. small intestinal bacteria overgrowth yeah the second quarter so the spring was working on movement and steps so that's when i started to incorporate yoga again I hadn't done yoga in a long time and also started really to start to focus on working up my steps. The third one was the summer, focusing just on, honestly, I just wanted to focus on socializing, enjoying my friends, being in the sun, like working up my ability to do those things. It doesn't have to be like something that's, ugh, I have to do this. (laughs) Give yourself a break. Like just, I just want to focus on those things. I really like that. I noticed that when we were chatting back in summer, this isn't like a supposed to be a pressure thing. It's not supposed to be a regimented thing. Mm -hmm. It's finding the kind of freedom within that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that that's important. And the last three months of the year was kind of a wrap on up things that hadn't resolved themselves naturally. Because also with my concussion, with my eyes, my ability to like look at screens and I had a lot of issues this year with that. I had Mm. crazy headaches and a lot of pain and a lot of time in bed because my head would get overwhelmed and I couldn't move for like days. Mm. And fate worked out that around the start of that last three months, I found a specialist who was really able to help me, this neuro chiropractor essentially. And then, you know, I was hoping to be better by the t- end of the year, but that hasn't happened. That's the thing. You have to be like, okay, with the fact that some of your goals might not yeah, materialize. totally resolve themselves. But the fact that you worked towards them is... Celebrating the success and the progress you've made. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I also had monthly goals as well. Oh, right. You yeah, had yeah. monthly habits. Yeah. So I just quite like challenges in general. While we're here, we might be doing the yoga with Adrian Mm -hmm. challenge of 30 days. I've done some of the Wim Hof breathing ones before. Alex Howard has had some before. And I just find that I like the accountability that brings and the purpose it adds to my life. So I definitely recommend that. But one thing I was doing last year as I heard a talk where someone was saying, if you try and introduce a habit once a month, it doesn't have to be a big thing at all, then you can end up with 12 
new hopefully better habits by the end of the year and oh. that has a you know a huge impact on your life overall so these were little things like chewing slower oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a month for me that actually took two months because I didn't achieve it in the first month <laughs> it was like biting my nails oh. trying to start the day with kindness towards my family and other people affirmations and things like that I mean work out what works for you but I think I am quite a structured person Mm -hmm. and so I respond well to that whereas I mean I don't know Lindsay you're probably a slightly more free spirit than me so that might not work for you. Yeah I'm not usually (laughs) a big routine person and I kind of tried to do what Stu would do but I I never was able to hold those things up but (laughs) when I had my monthly goals like I've talked about before like adding about a thousand steps each month Mm. and sometimes I did not hit that goal so yeah I had to be like really okay with the fact that I didn't achieve that. And I think also, as you're saying there, when you fall off, which may happen, and when things don't happen, it's good to know why it didn't. So like what made you fall out of the habit or what made you stop focusing on one of the goals. But also like in a go easy on yourself way, like yeah, yeah, why yeah. weren't you able to hit that goal? It's like I had the flu for two weeks of this month, of mm. course. I didn't make a thousand steps. Yeah, yeah. A difference. Sometimes there's things that are out of our control or maybe something happened to a friend. There's uh, so many circumstances. That was a big aha moment for me when I stopped being like, oh, you should be doing this. Oh, you're supposed to do this. Once you start noticing that you do that, you can get away from it. And with that then, I know we both really love journaling anyway. There's something I've found quite helpful is monthly journaling mm. where kind of look at, well, what are all of the successes that I've had in the month? Mm, so good. Maybe against your goals. What are all of the areas that I could maybe focus on a little bit more? And then I would do kind of habits as well. So like, how have I done with the habit I was trying to introduce? But that's really good because even like I was reflecting on December, which in my head I wrote off and <laughs> it was not a good month. But then I actually looked back and like, oh, actually I... I saw this friend, I spent time with family for Christmas, I had actual successes. You very quickly forget where you were compared Mm. to where you are now. I think a big thing with all of this is measuring the progress, but also celebrating the progress, no matter how small it may seem. Absolutely. talk about routine yeah i've actually always thought of myself as a person who's terrible at routine who's just mm. not good at routine right whereas i think you're Life lo- for routine. you love the routine <laughs> I really, really, yeah. but it was something that i had to change about my vision and myself and by actually doing it celebrating the fact that oh my gosh i actually can do this <laughs> and i yeah. do do this now one of the first and easiest ones to set up was my nighttime routine. I think mostly because I need those like few hours before sleep mm-hmm. or else I won't sleep. <laughs> um, I need those few hours where I do my meditation and my journaling and my reading and my essential oils, all my little things that allow my body to rest. That was kind of my first introduction to really having a routine. Right. Then when I added a morning routine... It really starts to shape your day. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's why I like it. It kind of sets you up in the right frame of mind. I get up, do some parent technique, osteopathy, and then do some stretches, then have breakfast. I think particularly at the beginning of your illness, when you are particularly limited, mm-hmm. it's really important. And then you can relax and kind of 
go with the flow a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And hopefully as well, they stop being the things you feel you have to do or should do because they're built towards your goals. Yeah. You don't treat them as should-dos. You actually enjoy doing them for what they're for the person you're becoming and the, the goals that they're, they're going to hit. And I think you said James Clear talks about like how you make those routines. Yeah. So I would really recommend Atomic Habits as like an audiobook or honestly he's not paying us. <laughs> I just, it was my sister who introduced it to me and I um yeah, one of my books of the year last year. He says goals are great for direction, but systems are good for success. And so by systems, he means habits. And he kind of tries to unpack in his book the science of introducing or getting rid of good or bad habits. So he talks about four different areas of how you introduce or get rid of a habit. So these are making it obvious, making it attractive, making it easy, and making it rewarding. So if we went with an example of I want to introduce meditation into my day to day, that's quite a nice one. So making it obvious, this would be kind of creating that space in your home so that every day you pass it and you think, oh yeah, I, I should be meditating right now or I want to be meditating right. right now. It could be setting a reminder on your phone, that's always quite good. Or having like the same time carved out each day so every Mm. day at 10 in the morning i'm going to remember that this is my meditation time that's making it obvious i do that yeah 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 and then making it attractive so this is i think you're probably quite good at this Lindsay. like creating quite a nice space so if you created like a cozy warm meditation space with candles and and that kind of thing Mm. that's trying to make it as attractive to engage with as possible yeah good cushion (laughs) yeah yeah, that's always a good one and then making it easy i think a good one here would be starting small so it's not saying i'm going to meditate for 30 minutes every day or an hour every day it's actually well maybe i'm going to start with two minutes a day five minutes and then build up slowly from there Mm-hmm. And then finally making it rewarding. So this is quite a nice one where it's, well, after I meditate, I always get my nice cup of tea or something to reward me with mm. afterwards. Or it's actually kind of journaling at the end of the day, rewarding myself, congratulating myself for um, for doing it. Yeah, before I start, I always remind myself like how good I feel after. So I yeah, that's that's, good. does that count? Yeah. yeah, I think so. And so the opposite would be, if you were trying to eliminate a habit, you would try and make the habit invisible, unattractive, difficult, and unsatisfying. And it's just quite a nice like way to work through if you're consciously introducing or eliminating a habit. So like, say there is a supplement that I need, for example. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm low on iron, right? And it's always been so hard for me to keep up the routine of taking iron every day. So what would work then and what I have done now with my supplements is making them obvious put them right beside my bed Mm -hmm. that makes them easily like accessible right and the routine of just like I will have it right when I wake up in the morning yeah and then once I start to really have that vision of me as a healthy person a healthy person will have a good iron level (laughs) which I currently do not have (laughs) Um, so remembering that vision like over and over and over again Mm -hmm. that I need to do this I need to do this and this is why and make satisfying 
you can reward yourself, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, that's a good way. He talks about habit stacking. So after you yeah, maybe do that, which isn't the sexiest habit to have, yeah. you may then reward yourself with yoga if that's something you really like mm. or a yummy breakfast or whatever it is. To right, yeah, it's true. I do have to eat like right after I do that. So yeah, have something yeah. nice for breakfast I get after I have yeah, my yeah. supplements. And so this is almost like how you start habits and then obviously when you're in routine, hopefully then it just becomes second nature. He also talks about the second day being the most important. So with my Spanish, so I've got Duolingo on my phone, making it easy and attractive because it congratulates me when I get to 10 days in a row or 100 days in a row. But then if I don't do it one day, that's neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. Everyone falls here or there. But then the next day, I have a choice. I can either be like, oh, I didn't do it yesterday. Oh, I just can't be bothered. I'm not feeling great. Don't want to. Or I can say, no, actually, I have a goal for my life. I have a vision for my life to be a Spanish speaker, move abroad eventually. I'm going to commit to this. If you do do it on the second day, you're back into your habit routine. If you don't, then it's you've kind of lost that habit and you have to build it up from scratch again, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. I definitely see it in my life with things which I'm just like, oh, yeah, I just don't do that anymore or yeah. I do do that now and I never used to do that I know and I, think, I have like, that with hmm. meditation if I don't do it every yeah. day or if I miss more than a day or two it's it's gone, gone yeah. and, and you have to start you have to consciously commit to it again and I think as well with all of this too there is that tension between listening to your body each day mm-hmm. but then still doing things even when you don't want to and I'm not going to pretend to be able to give you the answer to that only you can know that listening to your body but I know for me there have been times where I've told myself oh no I don't want to I'm not going to and then I have done a habit and felt better for it so even today with this 30 day Adrian challenge I'm not really that big into yoga I've done it before but never really felt it I'm forcing him (laughs) yeah really making it what would that be accountable Um, to me (laughs) I suppose yeah making it attractive maybe yeah Um, that makes it more attractive to do it together yeah yeah exactly and more rewarding when you celebrate together yeah but I did do it, even though I wasn't feeling particularly up for it or great before, and then I definitely felt very in the moment and then better at the end of it, so I'm particularly pleased that I did do it. So, and you're yeah. also good at like keeping your boundaries of like stopping when you felt like it was enough, which yeah. is, you should recognize is really amazing. Go easy on yourself, <laughs> Yeah. go with the flow. And as you get better, you're not going to have to do all these things every day. It's not like this is going to be your life forever, if this sounds scary. Yeah. And like when I was sick with the flu, we both had rough Decembers. And I stopped most of my like supplements and things I was doing. I stopped meditating a lot too. You know, just less pressure on your body when you're going through those kinds of things. And then I've had to reincorporate all those things slowly a little bit. to mention one more acronym oh, yeah, <laughs> that to, yeah. I came up with. <laughs> so I created a new acronym for CFS instead of the annoying one it is <laughs> for the three things I incorporate into every single day. And then I reflect, did I do those three things today? Mm. Or I reflect in the morning, like what are three things I want to do? Anyways, what they are is the C is for creative. Nice. The F is for fun. And the S is for somatic so creative do something creative 
But creative doesn't even have to be like drawing or painting or it can also be like came up with a creative solution to one of my pacing issues. Yeah. Cooking food, but doing it in a, ooh, look, I've yeah. thing. Or like I came up with a creative way to explain to my friend why I can't go to that dinner. <laughs> like, creative I, excuse. Creative excuses. <laughs> but like um, creative can be like learning even, I think can be creative because it's getting your brain stimulated into thinking new things about your own life. Mm. Fun, again, can be really broad. It's not like, doesn't have to be like dancing, whatever. It can be listening to a podcast you love. That's often my fun for the day or petting a dog (laughs) (laughs) to bring it back around and the other thing is somatic essentially it's tuning into what you're feeling in your body that can be either through like body scanning but it also can be like aware of your emotions and what you're feeling that day and why you might be feeling that that was a big element that was missing in my life before I got sick was being in tune with my body. Nice, I like that. That's That's a good acronym. Turning a challenge, CFS, into something empowering. Yeah. Creative fun somatics. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so time for Stu's poem. Cool. Yeah, it's just a short one. I'm excited. (laughs) Who are you when no one sees and who do you want to be? What's the space between the two? And where will that liminal lead? Where are your footsteps taking you? From where did they first tread? What have you learnt and what forgot to keep you in good stead? How will you be remembered? What colour will you cast? With hands that paint the canvas of your life's great masterpiece. Your small and daily choices build up into routine. The goals you'll reach, your future's rich. Gold vision glimmering. It's so good. <laughs> that liminal space in between. I love that. I mean, it reminds me of my dream last night. <laughs> of course, I dreamt about what am I going to do with my future. But it's, that's, it's incredible. That's beautiful. And you just oh, like whipped you. that out. Didn't you write that Today, this morning? Yeah. <laughs> People, he wrote that this morning. <laughs> that's so beautiful. Oh, thank you. Cool. Well, yeah, I hope, I hope that's been of some help. Before we sign off, should we share some of our goals for this year moving forward definitely for mexico we have three months here i want to just be as present as possible and Mm. live as much joy as i can and then when i get back i would like to start volunteering at least a little bit with animals for sure and join some other kinds of groups i still spend way too much time alone this has been so nice already being with Stu and (laughs) Yeah, and maybe by the end of the year, hopefully be able to work. That sounds good. Yeah, I like your plan of the volunteering to potentially build into work or some of the other hobbies you have. Mine's definitely similar for work to try and build up when we get back to be in a place of maybe some part-time volunteering, slowly build up. Steps-wise, so that's one of my aims while I'm here is to hopefully be at, lots of fingers crossed, but about 10,000 steps a day by the time we end Mexico. And then I'd love to be able to do some strength work in the quarter two. Mm. Maybe some swimming, some cycling, maybe yoga after today. Yeah, (laughs) we're going to do that now. And then move into like cardio maybe in the second half of the year and actually be able to to run and do some other cardio. I mean, 
who knows yeah no pressure on us yeah that's ambitious but it's good to dream big and yeah we'll see, see, we'll what, see happens. what happens it'll be interesting <laughs> to look back on this exactly yeah cool yeah cool well we'd love to hear from you yeah. any questions or thoughts or um we'd love to hear your goals actually and if you're building in new habits to to your routine we hope that even if it's not quite as sunny as mexico that you're having a bright day yeah <laughs> We love you all. And we will speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.